This is Ed Van Ness. And I'm John Shannon. You found an encore presentation of the Taxi Stand Hour. You can catch us live every Saturday at 10 a.m. by downloading the Radio TFI app. Enjoy the show. Adios. See ya. You found the Taxi Stand Hour. On Radio TFI. It's that time again, folks. Good morning. <laughs> it is time once again for the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI. Live from the Northern Command Center in Egan, Minnesota. I'm John Shannon. And over there in Queens, New York, in the Radio TFI palatial tower have you gotten out of the bunker by the way are you are you we're, up in the tower enjoying the sights or we, we're up in the tower we are uh we're on floor 88.2 where 88.2 how's the how's the weather up there cold baby cold <laughs> anyways from that very location it is mr ed van ness good morning sir Good morning, kids and kittens. And it's a freezer up here. You, last night, or actually this morning when I woke up, it set a new low for my personal <laughs> exposure to temperature. It was 16 degrees. When I showed up here last year, it was 17. John's shaking his head like I go through this every day. We've had a very mild winter. And we watched yesterday as the temperature, even during the daylight, it just got lower and lower and lower. We barely hit freezing yesterday, and then it tumbled right down. Look, we're not Minnesotans, <laughs> eh? Don't you know? Well, you see, you got to grow a little bit of... You see, I can acclimate to heat. I'm okay. I could go down into Fort Lauderdale tomorrow, and I'd be just ducky. Yeah, no problems here. You and you and thousands others. But you know, you get up here. It does. It takes you at least at least six months to get used to uh, temperatures in the uh, forget in the teens. Hell, that's balmy. Hey, weatherman's <laughs> out there in shorts and when it's in the teens. As long as there's no wind. Now, the wind really... That hurts. And we had it. Oh, we had that. Uh, yes, well, not so much yesterday. Day before yesterday. Oh, my God. Air temperature. Actual air temperature. 12 below zero. Oh. And throw in about a 20 mile an hour wind, and you're talking about wind chills that are up there close to. Well, it's 40 below, and I don't give a fuck. I hear my truck, and it's off to the road. Oh, no. That's what you have. That's what you got. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. But, uh, yeah, man, it's it, it just makes you realize uh, that even if you got the balls. To deal with that kind of weather, they've shrunken and, and gone into hiding. 
<laughs> oh. But I tell you, you know, when I went out, because the main, the main reason was I knew I was going to have to put gas in my cab. So I went out, bought myself a sweatshirt because I hadn't had one for a while. Mine just up and disappeared somehow. Go figure. But I went out, bought, yeah, went out, bought a, uh, a hoodie. And I don't know, once the sun came out and I don't know, temperature was probably in six, seven below zero. I took the sweatshirt off. You took the sweatshirt off. Just you acclimate nope. to your surroundings. That's all that is. Uh, yeah. Did you get the date today? Do we? It's it's February fifteenth, twenty twenty. You no, know, I didn't. You're I right. Know, I know you didn't. I know you didn't. Oh. That's why I'm here. Here, I was so excited about this. So I was just. Oh my god. Can. So okay. much stuff to get into today, and there, I was just oh, there is. You want to tell the pe- you want to tell the people about my head? Well, I thought you said this was between you and I, but no, hey, no, no. Hey, this okay. is fun. Good, tell them about my head. I, I now have, uh, I have it on firsthand knowledge that Mister Clean wears glasses. <laughs> Good, tell them the story. Yes. Tell him the story. Well, apparently he was he instead of you know, you know, Mister Mister Moneybags over there instead of taking a trot down to the barber shop, decided he's gonna haul out his own little clippers there and do it himself. My and, electric uh, well, trimmer. My electric trimmer. And he had it. He thought he had it all set perfectly, and all of a sudden, takes a swipe and here's uh, what'd you say a five inch. Uh, Patch of hair that was <laughs> right no longer down, on his head, <laughs> right down to the skin, mm. right down to the skin. Looked like something out of uh, of an old comedy, where the inept barber takes a chunk of chunk of hair out of the big important guy, and uh, <laughs> uh, I, I I I've had this trimmer for years. I've done it for years. I can you know usually trim my sides just till I get to the barber, just to kind of keep it in control. And uh, I just literally, I had it set on the opposite of what I needed. So instead of I just, just decided a- what I would do, <laughs> I just decided what I'd do if I had five million dollars. What's that? I would find the official White House barber, slip him that cool <laughs> five mil, and say, "Go to town, brother." <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, what I wound up doing is uh, <sighs> there was little left to do at that point. Except take the rest of it off. So now I have I am down to bare skin. I didn't shave my head, but I clipped it right down to from a distance it yeah, looks Yeah, you like. can you can you can see the little nubbies there. Yeah, it's fuzz. Right now it's just fuzz. Yeah. And uh I'm getting accustomed to it. It's uh it looks a little weird, but anyway, so and Radio TFI fans and Taxi Stand Hour fans, Ed has promised that after the show, he will take a selfie and he will put it up for everyone to see. I I hadn't promised that, but I will now. Now I most certainly will. There you go. Hey, it's what the fans want. Matter of fact, I'll do it right now. Go ahead, John. Keep talking. Oh, oh, he's going to do it right now. He's going to do it right now. Oh, hey. Folks, I tell you, you can't wait for this. And if you're you're listening on the podcast, these are the reasons why 
we do a live uh, show because it is, I'm telling you, I've seen this man with pictures over the last three years in it, with pictures of various uh, types of hair growth, but we uh, when we chimed in this morning, there it is. <laughs> go, go, go to, if you uh, go right now, yeah, go ahead, John. Go to Taxi Stand Hour uh, on Twitter. There it is. Big smiling face. He's outside of... How did you get down to the ground floor of the... Uh, uh, oh, okay. This was a picture you took earlier, I see. Yes, yes, yes. This is this oh, is not... Okay. I took I took this, this picture a couple days ago, like uh, about an hour after I did it. Damn, you got whiskers uh, longer than your hair right now. <laughs> which is or at least in this picture. <laughs> which is, I'm telling you, and my whiskers don't grow for beans. Anyway, so that picture will be there for, forever. So, you know, when you exactly. get a chance, that that's me. That's my big old bald head. Uh, anyway, en- enough about my my head and what's on the outside. Let it shine, let it shine. <laughs> You're good, man, Ed. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Yep, 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 yep. So, so Ed informs me, of course, for those of you who don't uh, pay a lot of attention here, but we really don't do what you call a whole lot of pre-show during the week. We just pretty much get it up, put it out there on the table and let it fly. So, Ed, what Ed did tell me is, is he is fired up. He hasn't really even told me what he's fired up about, but he is fired up. So, uh, go ahead and lay it on the line, my man. No, no, no. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Suffice it to say, it's something I've been hold, holding close, oh. close to the vest for 43 years now. No, I wasn't talking about that. I was just talking about you have a whole bunch of stuff here that you want to get covered. How about we oh, get out with the uh, let's do the, the Uber stock stuff. prices here first? Oh yeah, I'm sorry, kids and kittens. Big big week on the start market for our two favorite uh, stumble bums here. Uber uh, finished the week at thirty nine dollars and sixty six cents, uh, a full buck under last week, and uh, wow, Lyft. Lyft dropped over five dollars since last week. Closing Whoa! The week, closing the week at forty four sixty nine. Now it's very interesting because as we're talking about the stock prices, let me get to my uh, the. Uh, let's see. It's been reported, and uh, thanks to our good friend Soulcab for this. And I read this article about the S and P five hundred hopefuls and why Lyft and Uber aren't on it. According to them, with cash on hand and blah, 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 Lyft has about, they're, they're saying about seven years to last at the rate they're going, the way they're burning through money. Uber, on the other hand, being a much larger operation, they have six quarters. That's a year and a half, kids and kittens. Now, there's got to come a point, you know, you can only throw away so much money. Believe you me, I'm here to tell you. There comes a point you got to have more coming in than going out. That's just the way it works. You know, uh, very few people have that. You know, unless you're Mike Bloomberg, 
you got to worry about what's coming and what's going out. And oh, we're going to talk about Bloomberg. Oh, I, I'm. Oh, I can't wait to get to him. So this will make for an interesting conversation. It's going to make for a very interesting conversation. So, so yeah. So, so as far as both of them go in the stock market, I mean, look, they they bump up a little bit here and there, but let's face it, overall they're both well under their IPOs, well under their IPOs. Uh, you know. As I said long ago, a lot of people said the only people going to make money off of this are the uh, the initial founders. They, mm-hmm. they 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 got out with their well, I said I said their big bags of cash, the big bags with the dollar signs on them. Travis Decay was so so happy to get out, he left the billion on the table. He left that <laughs> as a tip. Here you go, got to roll. So. Uh, <laughs> If you go go find Soul Cab on on the Twitter at the Soul Cab, and he's got that article posted up. Uh, I think we'll we'll retweet it, but we will. Uh, but it's very interesting. It, you know, it gets a little involved about how the stock market works, but be patient with it, and you're gonna you're gonna come come across some very interesting information. Uh, but basically, it's they're both running out of money, which everybody knew and uh uh hey i understand they're running out of money so much that uh uh this story i just saw off the cnn today that uber is letting customers in arizona book cars with a 1-800 number yeah uber has reinvented has finally invented the taxi yeah exactly they're also going to let them pay crazy in some places, they're going to let them pay in cash. That's the truth. Jesus, it's the taxi kids. This is what. This is just the whole taxi industry coming around full circle now. We're about to get into all the reasons you folks supposedly hate the taxi business, the taxi industry. Mm-hmm. Just wait. We're not quite there yet, but we're getting there. I, I find it hard to believe that they sat in the Uber idea room and somebody said, hey, hey, you know what will make things better? Let's let the people call up by phone. Better yet, let's let them pay cash. Ooh, here's what we'll do. We'll make all the cars look the same color. We'll pick some, some outlandish color like orange or yellow. People can actually stand on the street and just wave their arms. I what a remember. what an incredible concept! I I I can't believe it took somebody this long to come up with that concept. And uh, oh, I know, right? I, I, oh, well, here's the deal, folks: seven five four eight zero zero chat seven five four eight zero zero two four two eight. If you want to jump in in the conversation. At any point in time during the live show, you can use that very same number if you wish to call and leave a message, comment, text, send a text with that number. Uh, however, if you want to uh, leave us a comment, we're listening. We're, we might even we might even entertain your ideas. We yeah, might. Yeah, we might. Also, as, a, as <laughs> always, as always, if you're calling from a payphone, you can oh. call collect. Well, I just dawned on me the last time we said that is is that uh, 
Well, yeah. wait a minute. They can call collect during the live show, but who's going to be there to accept the charges if uh, they're listening to the podcast? I didn't say it was easy. Well, I just, this is what my job is. My job is to pick the fly out of the ointment. Sounded like a great idea. It's still are you, you going to stay by the phone? To, yes. You going to stay by the phone? To, yes. You are. Yes. Okay. You heard it here first, folks. I will accept charges. <laughs> I will accept collect calls on the Radio TFI hotline 24-7. Remember that at 3 o'clock in the morning, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> 754-800-CASH. Uh, what else you got there? Oh, oh, let's see. What the heck else do we got going here? Um, you know, I was going to try to farm the audio out of this, but um, unfortunately, it really wasn't much to listen to other than just uh, you'd had to actually watch it too. So I did put this up on the uh, uh, the taxi stand hour Twitter feed, but apparently, uh, a couple of Uber par- uh, passengers had a live stream a nightmare ride uh, that they had i i couldn't tell you what city this was in but apparently i saw this uh some guy some guy uh, hit the hit a, a moving uber vehicle even though the lady said she was in a lift it was indeed an uber so uh, she was just screaming let me out let me out and and this guy is just going balls out trying to catch this car that that hit him. Running red lights. And and... Running red lights. Actually getting into another accident in, in the process as <laughs> he got well. T- he got T-boned. Oh, was got... that what happened? He got T-boned? Yeah, I saw the video before you posted it. I saw it somewhere else. Oh, oh okay. And, uh, yeah, well, this guy is going... What the hell is this Uber driver going to wind up doing with his little tree and his mirror there and and you know up there with his head up in the into the steering wheel you know trying to drive like he's Mario Andretti or some damn thing Here's what going he's after this guy Here's what he's thinking Okay this guy has now hit my car So now I'm going to have to pull it out of service while it gets repaired I can't afford that he forgets he's got a deductible that he's going to have to pay. He he must already know Uber's not going to pay it. He's just looking at, my God, I'm done. I've got no way to, you know, even the couple of shekels I'm bringing into an Uber. Uh, so he is willing, he is willing to risk not only his life, the lives of the people, the two passengers in his vehicle, but everybody else on the street to catch the guy that hit him, who's going to deny it anyway. And, and it's just, I, I, I know what he's thinking. He's in a panic. Of course, his whole, he'll be, I don't know what he'll be doing after this. He won't be driving for anybody. But again, we don't need background checks and all that because, you know, a properly trained driver who has been licensed by a municipality would know not to uh, would know not to chase a car like that 
Because well, here, here's what he doesn't realize, okay? Here's what he doesn't realize, is if he stops, does what he's supposed to do, gets a police report, gets gets investigators out there, uh, any competent accident investigator can see that uh, whether the accident was your fault or not, whether the damage. Mm-hmm. It's not going to change the fact that you got a deductible. And by the way, even if the fellow, the other vehicle stopped, stayed on scene, and pled guilty, you're still going to be responsible for the deductible. Now, it may expedite it, the other insurance company, but when you agree to a deductible, you have to be prepared to pay that, whether you're right, wrong, or in, it doesn't matter. So he could have, uh, PD could have come out, insurance company adjusters come out, okay, we see where the damage is. You couldn't possibly have done that yourself. So we believe that you were hit by somebody, and we will cover that, minus the deductible. But instead, he went all, uh, you know, quick draw McGraw, and Steve McQueen and Bullet, let's let's chase him down. It was a French connection without the elevated train, for God's sake. <laughs> well, and here's, here's what I'm thinking. What's he going to do when he catches this guy? Well, He's got two people in the backseat of the car who are panicking their you-know-what off. And what if this moron that uh, that uh, hit him to begin with, what if he, what, what, what if he has a gun? Hmm. What if he's like three times bigger than the uh, Uber driver and decides to drag him out of the car and beat the living piss out of him? That might be the best thing that happens to him. Well, could be, and uh, you know what? What do you expect? What were you thinking here? Speaking of uh, people bigger than other people doing stupid things, I, I want to talk for a second about Mister Jackass on the airplane. If you haven't seen the video, kids, this this young man purchased the seat in the back row on an American Airlines flight, told in advance that the uh, that the seat does not recline. The woman in front of him reclined her seat. Now, while he was eating, they served dinner, lunch, whatever it was. He asked her if she could, you know, sit up, and she did. She complied. And then after that, after he was done eating, you know, and she reclined mm-hmm. it, however much. Didn't look like much in the video. Uh, now, A, you knew when you bought that seat, it wasn't going to recline. And you were going to be stuck. I've sat in one of those seats. It ain't pleasant, but I knew getting on the plane that that's what I was going to be in. And I hated it, and it was miserable. But I also didn't go bananas on the person in front of me for reclining their seat. So what this guy did, he his inner two-year-old came out. And for however long, he just kept punching the back of her seat. She recorded it. It's you know It's on video, which is how we all know about it. Now, the burning question seems to be, who was wrong? Her for reclining the seat, or him for, you know, being a two-year-old? Well, first off, the woman was older in her 50s or 60s. He appeared to be, uh, he was six foot two, according to the story. Young man, probably in his 30s. Uh, to, mm-hmm. which, to, to which I, I, I beg the question. If I was sitting in that seat and reclined it, I'm six foot two, not in my thirties, but I'm just as big as you are, clown. Are you still going to do that? Are you still going to 
physically intimidate me or at least attempt to. If <laughs> I, I, I mean, for, I, I mean, that's just cowardly to begin with. I understand you're upset because you got stuck in a bad seat. Suck it up, dude. Next time you'll know. You learned a valuable lesson. A, don't fly American, and B, check the seats. It's all on there when you book the ticket. They have to disclose. This seat doesn't recline. It's got springs coming out of it. You know, there's mother effing snakes on the mother effing plane. You know, <laughs> it's all disclosed. But then to sit there for, again, I don't, I don't care if he did it for 10 seconds. To sit there and bounce his hand off the back of the seat like that. My response to him would have been, I've never been to jail. I don't know about you. But if you want to continue this, then I guess I'll be going to the Who's Gal for the first time. You know, and I bring the flight flight crew over who can be almost as useless. I understand they have other jobs to do. You know, they're, they're not there to serve you breakfast. They're there to make sure you're safe. But... Uh, well, any, anything he gets served is just a bonus. Right, right. <laughs> now, I understand, or actually, I'm, I'm pretty confident that this must have happened in air during the flight because, you know, obvious, yeah. obviously booting him off the plane was not an option. Uh, well, but, it could have been an well, option, but... Well, it's, there's options and then there's options, you know. But, <laughs> but, but I mean... He'd have made a big, he'd have made a big splat in Podunk, Kentucky. There you go. Here, bang on this now, pal. Oh, uh, <laughs> and and I'm not trying to sound like the tough guy or anything like that, you know. Look, I've had I've sat in front of people, who you know, uh, they they bang into the seat a couple of times. I've sat around screaming, screaming, crying children. I have a rule with kids. Okay, if they can't walk, I don't hold them responsible. Okay, a baby doesn't understand the pressure in their head. They don't understand, you know, and all that. I don't get worked up about that. I understand kids, even kids that can run around and all that. They got to burn off a little bit of energy. Mommy and daddy should have, you know, doped them up before they got on the plane. But, you know, there comes a point. There comes a point. You duct tape them down into the seat. <laughs> You know, it's <laughs> if the seatbelt mouth belt, included, mouth included. If the seatbelt doesn't restrain them, then that's what duct tape is for. That's why you always travel with duct tape. Doesn't matter what your situation is. There, there's no, there is no situation on planet Earth that duct tape cannot be useful in. One of the most valuable substances known to mankind. I never leave home without it. There you go. So that kind of bugged me this week. Uh, uh, are, you, are you done with the Uber stuff? Am I done with the Uber stuff? Well, there is, of course, uh, uh, Dara the K, you know, he uh, uh, up there saying that, uh, yeah, they, well, you pretty much covered this, but yeah, they lost $8.5 billion last year. But you know we still expect to be profitable by the end of 2020. Yep. yep. <laughs> um, so and 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 uh, it just seems like uh, seems like people that know the market and, and know 
what they're doing and have made billions of dollars themselves off the market. Uh, there's one story here in Business Insider. I'm not going to try to read it because it's all above my pay level. But uh, experts are saying that Uber, Uber's profitability pledge is misleading and meaningless. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, if they don't have... Uh, they don't have a dog in the fight to try to be, you know, quote unquote, um, rooting against Uber. They're just saying you can't ha you can't lose as much money as you've lost since you've uh, went public, and um, or even geez, since you've started. Yeah, well, you can't lose that amount of money and expect to be turning a profit anytime soon. Why venture capitalists keep why people keep pumping money into this is is beyond me it's just beyond me uh, maybe i'm just i'm just a big old dumb lump here uh and i don't understand well you know not that not that we live in the most secretive society here as cab drivers you know we're not uh, this isn't rocket science what we do out here it requires a little bit of common sense but i honestly believe that a lot of these people they have no clue about what I've called over the years the personal transportation market. No. They have no clue how that actually works. You know, they're, and, and the general public is even more stupid. There are people that still don't know that that Uber driver is driving his own personal car. This is Stu Wait, the hold same on, John. car. John. John, stupid's a harsh word. Uninformed. Okay, they're not stupid. They're uninformed. Okay. Well, Look, I, I hate to say it, but I think they walk hand in hand some days. I'm not saying because they don't, but you don't walk into a car dealership, okay? They don't call you stupid because you don't know how the newest transmissions work, top to bottom. Correct? Mm -hmm. You're not right. stupid. You're just uninformed. Now, yeah. now I, hap I happen to know in real life you actually are stupid. But they don't know that just from that one. <laughs> no, but okay. There are still people that don't know that they are riding in the same car that that driver's baby puked all over. And they don't care. Week. You don't understand. They don't care. John, you make it sound like you never drove a taxi that somebody puked in. Okay. I've said it before, I'll say it again. The only difference, here's what people, they look at Uber cars and they go, oh, they, they always seem to look newer than taxis. Okay, for the ones that look better, I, do, I don't disagree. Because, A, it's a quick turnover, and people bring their cars with them. Okay, when they leave the Uber service or the Lyft service, they take their cars out of the system with them. They don't get a chance most of them to become all beat up and, and, and road weary. Whereas taxis, the drivers leave, the cabs stay. Uh, I don't want to push this, but remember, we got a hard out at the end of the hour. So I, I, whenever you're ready to move on. Well, yeah, let's, yeah, let's, uh, okay. Let's walk away. All right. So let's talk about what went on last week. Okay. What's going on, uh, in Washington. I will say I have it is I have finally made a decision. Uh, I've watched, I I watched 
no sooner is Trump acquitted from the sham trial, he's come right out and said now, yeah, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go. He's admitted now to send him Rudy over there, over to Ukraine to dig up information. Why? Because he can now. Who cares? Who's going to do anything? He's been taught this this charade that Bill Barr pulled the other day. Oh, I, it's impossible for me to work. That's a scam. That's a show. Because he know, he says, I need the president to stop tweeting and, and, and chattering in the background of everything I'm trying to do. Uh, and I'm going to talk to him about it. What happens the next day, Trump? There's Trump. You know, uh, you've got Trump sticking his nose into the Roger Stone case. Now, keep in mind about the Roger Stone case. Forget everything else. That was a jury trial. Twelve people. 12 citizens found him guilty. This is no political pick. Nobody nobody from, you know, uh, any Democratic. Uh, there's witness tampering. Now Trump wants to go. Thank goodness, by the way, the Army said yesterday. They're not going to do anything with Colonel Lieutenant Colonel Vindman. You know, Trump wants criminal charges brought up on him. The Army has said, no matter of fact, let me... Uh, um, let me be. There, there's a list here. Okay, uh, DOJ Department of Justice dropped the criminal case against Andrew McCabe. This is a guy, if you remember, the acting FBI director who Trump fired the day before he was set to retire and collect his pension. I remember that. Yep. Uh, and uh, Bill Barr said the Stone indictment conviction was righteous, contradicting Trump. Now. I don't trust Bill Barr as far as I, I could throw him right now. He's uh, all of this has got to end. All of this has got to end. I, I, I mean, we can't survive like this anymore. Before I go any further, I got two quick pieces of audio I want to play. First one is uh, Elizabeth Warren. Take, make of it what you will. On a day when career prosecutors showed more backbone than almost every... Republican senators standing up to this president. Americans of all political stripes are gravely concerned about the corruption of a Trump Justice Department that abandons the rule of law to give sweetheart deals to criminals who commit their crimes on behalf of Donald Trump. And yes, Roger Stone, I'm looking at you. You gotta like that at the end. Hey, Stoney, I'm looking at you. Uh, <laughs> actually, we're, we're, we're going to take a little time, probably an hour or two, to talk about some of the candidates. Uh, because we really haven't oh, good. talked. I, we really haven't talked about that. But there's some other things I want I want to get to first. I, I got this other piece of audio very quickly. Uh, you're going to hear in this President Kennedy President Johnson, President Obama, uh, President Bush, and uh, President Dumbshit. Ask not what your country can do for you. It was all... Ask what you can do for your country. Knock the crap out of them, would you? Their cause must be our cause, too. I could stand in the middle of Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody, and I wouldn't lose any voters. And we shall overcome. As soon as we left, they knocked the out of everybody. Mr. Gorbachev, 
tear down this wall. Build that wall. Build that wall. Americans are generous and strong and decent, not because we believe in ourselves. I like to punch him in the face. But because we hold beliefs beyond ourselves. Grab him by the The future doesn't belong to the faint-hearted. This is the crap we have to put up with? It belongs to the brave. I never want to be called a loser. I'm asking you to believe. Not in my ability to bring about change, but in yours. How about if I take his money, but in the end I screw him and don't do anything for him? That was an ad by Mike Bloomberg. Good piece. (laughs) Now... I want to get to, uh, again, all this silliness. I've been watching all this. As I've told this story before, I wasn't interested in politics, never truly had been, until the Cheeto in Charge came down the escalator. If I needed to know something about politics, I had my buddy Harry for that. If he felt there was something I needed to know, he would tell me. If I had a question, I would go to him. He loved this stuff. I have now become addicted because this clown scares the living daylights out of me. And he is a clown. For many, many years, I've, I've held close to the vest uh, how I vote and how I'm registered and all that. Uh, I've voted across party lines on occasion over the years. But again, uh, most people can figure out my affiliations, but I've never actually told anybody. I was mm-hmm. told I was told when I was 18, when I registered to vote, uh, this is up to you. This is whether, whether you discuss it or not, how you vote, how you're registered. That's, that's up to you. And I've always played it. I've I found it very personal to keep. Well, I made a decision this week that as hard as it, I've always tried to, Look at both sides of an issue. But I have been, uh, for 40, 43 years now, a registered Democrat. Again, that's not going to mm-hmm. come as a great shock to anybody. I've just never said it out loud before. I came this close to voting for John McCain. And Sarah Palin was the reason I did not vote for John McCain. Really? That is the honest to God's truth. That is the reason I did not vote for John McCain. I was ready to have him as my president. I don't agree with everything he said, but I, I was more than happy to. And then, then he put that... Anyway, but I made a decision this week uh, after watching everything that's been going on these past three years. There is no possible way I could ever vote for a Republican again. No possible way. This, The people that identify as Republicans, especially the politicians, have just... They're not doing anything for this country. It is all about party. The fact that Mitch McConnell can sit there and hold up 395 bills and say with glee, I'm not going to let any of those go through, that senators could sit through hours and hours and hours and and go back on their own opinions from a couple of years ago to let to allow this to continue to happen. Everybody's got their opinions out there, folks. If you think Trump's doing a fine job, well, you're entitled to your opinion. Okay? I won't argue, debate that with you. You're on your own. I'm not going to try to convince you otherwise. Uh, My opinions are my opinions. 
And yes, I have a forum here, but by the way, if you're hearing this, you have a forum as well. We, uh, we're more than happy to. Hell, we'll give you your own show if you like. Yeah. But, but as far as uh, the Republican Party goes, I, I'm sorry. You've, you've, you were never going to get me as a member, but I was always at least open to listening. Those days are gone. When I, when I watch you guys being interviewed and you just stick with the talking points and you just will lie and just make things up and, and just can't, I don't know what you're afraid of. What are you afraid of? Apparently in private, none of you want this clown in office. None of you. Okay. And by the way, kids and kittens, I respect the office of the presidency. I don't respect this president. So before anybody says, oh, you know, disrespect. No, he, again, if you can't see it, then there's nothing for us to discuss. I'm not here to, con- to change somebody's mind. I never want to change somebody's mind. I want people to go out there and exercise their rights. If you can vote, you vote the way you choose. You vote the way you please. As for this guy, this guy will no longer even consider a Republican candidate for any office. For any office. And I don't know if I'm the only person. I'm sure there's others that have uh, adopted the, or a similar mantra. Maybe they're Republicans who have decided they're never going to vote for a Democrat again. But I just can't. After watching what they've done the past few years, I just, I see no, uh, I don't, I don't see a point. I don't see how I could trust any of them anymore. Susan Collins. Oh, he, he should have learned a lesson. Have you not been paying attention? It's going to be fantastic to see what it is he has on all of them. It must be something. Because you're there for the people, aren't you? Not to keep getting re Oh, wait a minute. You're there just to get reelected. It's party over country. Hold on a second, Ed. Now, I know there's a lot of crappy Democrats out there too, okay? They're, they're not angels. And I'm not sitting here pretending they are. Not by any stretch of the imagination. But... Uh, nothing to this level, nothing to this level. And don't give me the what abouts. Well, what about this one? And what, what about, well, she did this 10 years ago. What about Hillary's emails? What about, forget all that. Okay. It's got nothing to do with what this client, it doesn't justify what's going on now. Whatever may or may not have happened with a democratic president or a democratic nominee or anything like that, it does not justify What's going on right now? Just because a friend of mine once stole a car doesn't give me the right to do it. My enemy, my enemy killed two people. Okay, that gives me the the right to do it. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, kids and kitten, the, uh, the Trump is up there setting himself up to be king right now. Okay? And they're all sucking up to be his royal court. I watched Lou Dobbs the other night go, go batty. On Fox. He's a Trump sycophant from way back. 
But he's he's now uh, torn up uh, about Bill Barr because he feels Bill Barr uh, has gone against the president. Uh, you know, a that's all a sham too. That that interview that that Barr did with ABC the other night. That's got nothing to do with anything. And now I don't know if Lou Dobbs just is so much out of the loop with them that uh, he doesn't realize it's a scam, or he does and he's part of it. Don't know, don't care. But I just found it funny that you know he was clutching his pearls and oh my God, Bill Barr's this, he's that, and uh, all that means is he's squirming his way up and trying trying to get us get that tiny little space between Miss Lindsey Graham and Mitch McConnell to uh, to kiss Trump's ass. You know, there's a little bit of daylight left in there. So, so anyway, I got that off my chest now. Now I can answer the question, if you ask. How did I vote? Well, henceforth, well, it might be independents, but uh, henceforth it'll primarily be Democrats. Uh, and I, I will not ever even consider a Republican again. I It pains me to be that guy. I don't like to rule people out. But this is the kind of thing that the Republican Party has to understand. Whatever short-term gains they're getting now, they've destroyed this party for the future. I'm, yes. not, a big, I'm not a big fan of the party system anyway. I think it's ridiculous. And I've talked about that before, but... Well, that I was actually gonna I was gonna mention that while while you were talking, that there are two problems with this. One is just like you mentioned, the very problem with a two party system. So that's part of it. The other part of it that people don't understand, and I don't know, I don't know why it's so hard to understand. But the Trump you're seeing right now is such a sham in itself. He, you know, the man is a huckster. Uh, he is uh, what you people have called him a carnival barker. I think Bloomberg, Bloomberg used that term. I used that term four years ago. That's an insult to uh, carnival barkers. Yeah, I, I, and I apologize. Because, you know, uh, Professor Shannon does seem to work with a carnival barker, so... <laughs> there's always that there's that but <laughs> no uh what you have witnessed here over the last uh 30 years or so 40 years is the uh, devolution not revolution devolution of the republican party to uh, to where it has gotten to now where they have as their top guy a man who, if you'd asked him, uh, if you'd asked him thirty years ago, he'd have been just as much a Democrat as, well, you and I are now. Well, well, he was. He was he, a Democrat. He, he his political opinions have changed with the wind. Uh, and he does whatever it is to benefit Donald John Trump. Nobody else. This whole thing of his wiping, you know, wiping the, his nose on the flag there as he's hugging it. You know, it's all BS. It's all a show. And what bothers me more than the actual act of him doing so is the fact that people are falling for it. 
it, it, it just it stuns me how much people are falling for his shtick. And and it's tearing the country right down with it. You know, thank goodness there are Republicans like Mitt Romney, who I've never agreed with politically, although I understand that Romney care was a pretty good idea back years ago. But um, I'm not a Romney supporter by any stretch of the imagination. But Mitt Romney actually uh, stood up, said, hey, this isn't right. You know, we need to ha we need to hear these witnesses. And uh, and and if I'm not mistaken, Romney's been on both sides of Trump's political favor. Oh yes. If, 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 if yeah. So well, see that's that's but, the other uh, that's the other thing, and I'm going to just interrupt you briefly, John. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Sorry, I couldn't get to the cough button in time, but. I don't like what's going on with Romney now. Uh, the Republicans are oh, we're, we're going to destroy your house. We're, you're, you're not going to be safe. You're not going. What? What is it about? Look, he had a different opinion. He was there to do his job. I personally don't like Mitt Romney. Okay, all right. He stood up. He did what he had to do, uh, and and that was that, and that was it. But now his own party back at home has turned their back on him. You know what? That just just shows you it's all it's all party over country, as opposed to country over party. I'm sorry, John. Exactly. Well, no, that that was pretty much what I had. It's just this is not the same. Uh, look, I was no real Ronald Reagan fan, but this isn't even the party of Ronald Reagan. No, definitely not the definitely not the pro, uh, the party of uh, Eisenhower or. Going back even further, the party of Lincoln. No, no. This is this, this is an entirely different Republican party, and what has happened is is that this party has let Donald Trump drive the death excuse me the death nail into the Republican Party. They've watched it happen, and now all they can do is try to cover their own asses as as best they possibly can. That, that is right, and. And on top of everything else, and what I revealed about myself, I can say this now: uh, Little Donnie, who has appeared on many, many of our promos, is going into retirement. I, I just can't. He is. Yeah, yeah. I just don't. Uh... I like that one. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna sit him down for a little while. He but he held the sign better. He he held the sign better than anybody else. That is true. That is true. In the characters. That is true. Are, what are you going to have Putin holding the sign now? There's uh, there's meetings. There's meetings. Okay. Uh, all right, kids and kittens, we're, we're going to break a little early uh, going into hour two. We're about to play a little tune for you. I really hope you stick around and listen to it. It, it plays right into uh, what we've been talking about here for the past past 10, 15 minutes or so. It's a little ditty called The Day Democracy Died by a group called the Founding Fathers. You can find this video on YouTube. Also, it's it's on our Twitter site. Enjoy. We'll see you on the other side. Long, long time ago, a Tuesday in November, when that sinking feeling laid us low. We knew if he had his way that we'd all live 
to curse the day when decency received a fatal blow. His bankruptcy's got no attention, pussy grabbing barely mentioned, promising a great wall. He swore to make tax rates fall. I still remember how I tried to have sympathy for his third bride. But something rumbled deep inside the day. Democracy died. But no, don't let democracy die. He's a famous ignoramus, can't tell truth from a lie. And if he wins, we'll kiss our country goodbye. Singing, vote for anyone but this guy. Vote for anyone but this guy. Is Putin the one to blame? Cause we all know it was not Ukraine who lost it by three million strong. And do you believe the shit he says? Repeat it by Fox talking heads. We're quite amazed they fell for such a con. All the red hat said is a rally's cheer, but there must be something in the beer. Cause if they had a brain, then they know this man's insane. He was a loser, bullied by his dad, kept bailing out. But this guy Vote for anyone but this guy Every four years We all make a choice And try to unite Our divided voice I guess that's how it's always been Now we find ourselves In this crazy state And want to vote For love or hate And we can't Ever let the dark A tyrant king And peaches sure taste sweet Oh, but yeah, that's all history Cause when Moscow Mitch gets on the case Then honor's gone without a trace And we all pray they'd be replaced Before democracy dies Now we're singing No, don't let democracy die But this guy Vote for anyone but this guy Face it, face it He's just a racist And white is what he means by greatest Rich and white is better, yes A mobster with a crooked past Who longed to condos 
anyone but this guy. Join John and Ed every Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern for the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI. Radio TFI. You found the Taxi Stand Hour. The worst talk radio I've ever heard in my life. On Radio TFI. Hi, this is Mike King. You want to talk to the guys at the Taxi Stand Hour? Call us at 754-800-CHAT. That's 754-800-2428. Join the conversation. Thank you, Mike King. And welcome back to the second hour of the Taxi Stand Hour here on Radio TFI. And by the way, a shout out to those who are listening to our podcast, SoundCloud, iTunes, uh, Google Play, Apple uh, Podcasts. Am I missing anything here yet? Sure. Well, uh, I'm not missing hair, though. Well, unlike some of us. <laughs> oh, good morning. And once again, from the uh, Northern Command Center in Egan, Minnesota, I am John Shannon. And from, he's actually out of the bunker I, he might have to scramble back into the bunker after that last uh, little ditty we played here. But uh, it is indeed Mr. Ed Van Ness. Once again, good morning, sir. Good morning, kids and kittens. I am a Democrat. You, you know, I, I tell you. You don't understand what a big deal that is for me. I, I know it doesn't seem I, like I, it. I, I get it. You know, we've been, we've been uh, doing this uh, shtick for... Three years, and you've never, I've never really, I don't think I've ever pursued, uh, really mentioned anything to, uh, or say anything to try to pry into your, uh, your, uh, political leanings. I, I kind of, you know, like you said, I, I kind of got it. Um, you, you kind of leaned left, but it's, it's kind of now it's to the point where, you can't trust the Republicans to do the right thing anymore. So, uh, by the way, you, could, you are, baby. You could have dug as deep as you like, and I wouldn't have told you. You wouldn't have said anything. No, I, I, I would never confirm. My entire life, since I'm 18 years old, 12 years mm-hmm. now, 12 years since I'm 18 years old, and uh, do the math. Uh, <laughs> but I just felt that. It, Again, I made the decision this week. Uh, the, uh, the Republican Party has shown me they they can never be trusted again. There is nothing a Republican can do at this point in my life. And I don't like to be this guy. I don't like to be locked down. I don't want to be, you know, rah, rah, I'm on the blue team now. That's not... Mm-hmm. Like I registered as a Democrat as a kid because my grandfather was a Democrat. He was he was the president mm-hmm. of the local Democratic Association. He was a big deal. 
They wanted him to run for mayor of New York City once. I found this out at his funeral, by the way. Uh, he never talked about oh, it. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of his pals told me. Uh, and uh, he just couldn't be bothered with it. You know, he did what he did and was involved with what he was involved in. But we were never pushed, uh, you know, to... I mean, we helped out around the club. Uh, we, uh, you know, we would go hand out, you know, leaflets and all that at polling places and, you know, help on something. We didn't know what we were doing. You know, you're 12, 13 years old. You're doing it because Papa asked you to. Uh, right. And, and as we've moved on, uh, honestly, uh, I, I, I think I know where two of my brothers are politically one i know for sure where he is but for the most part you know it's we all kind of kept it to ourselves we don't you know we don't get crazy we don't get like i said up until 2015 i wasn't interested in politics at all i voted and you know uh i didn't get deep into it till you know i I wouldn't care who was running until a week before speaking of who's running yes you're gonna you're gonna like this, and it pains me to say it. I'm becoming more and more impressed with your girl. That's my girl. <laughs> I'm not anywhere close to a decision yet. Okay. Uh huh. Because I like a lot of other people as well. Mm-hmm. But uh, I got to say, Amy's sticking in there, and. Uh, I, I'm going to be very curious to see her get uh, more substantive. I want to see, start getting down and, and drilling down. Look, they're all running for office and they're all to a to a degree full of crap. But, uh, but look. Well, there's I just, full of crap and then there's uh, full of crap. Right. A.K.A. Donald John Trump. Right. But we also have to look at and, you know, he's the man that needs to be beat. All right? Mm. Let's face it. There are people putting up political signs in their backyards, you know, ham sandwich in 2020. Anything, anybody is better than what we have now. All right? Uh, so. Who's this Joe Placebo guy, by the way? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but I want to. Uh, <laughs> you. you Let's face it. Bloomberg is is itching for a fight. All right. Doesn't it seem like it? That doesn't. I, I played that that little ad earlier. He's not. It doesn't seem like yeah. it. He is. He's itching for a fight. He's going up there with his real money. You know. Look, mm-hmm. Bloom, Bloomberg's got his own issues in the past, but you know what? I'll take his crap. I'll put up with him for four years. And I honestly believe if Bloomberg was to get elected, he'd be one term and out by choice. I think Biden had said that yeah. too. You know, one term and out, just to kind of cleanse the place. The you know, go in there with the uh, with the Lysol, uh, and so so yeah, Bloomberg's itching for a fight. I'd pay big money to see Bloomberg up on a stage with Trump, no holds barred. Uh, I think Trump it, wouldn't do it. Well, Trump just, wouldn't do it. That's just it. Trump Trump's exposed himself now to the point that yeah, he's Ugh. Well, here's something else. 
Here's something interesting from uh, from New Hampshire. Okay. Uh, now they also had a Republican primary. Eighty-seven percent of the votes went to Donald Trump in the Republican primary. Now, now keep this in or eighty-six percent. And uh, somebody on TV made this point, and I thought it was brilliant. When Reagan ran again, he got like 98%. You know, when you're an incumbent. You're an incumbent, you pretty much get all the votes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, 14%. The way it works in New Hampshire, you, you walk into the polling place, you declare, I'm voting in the Democratic or I'm voting in the Republican or, you know. So, 14% of the Republican voters got out of their bed. They didn't have to do anything. Trump's going to get the nomination, going to get the, the delegates out of that state. They got out of, out of bed, got in the car, drove to the polling place, said, I'm here to vote Republican, and then voted against them. They didn't have to do anything. 14% of Republicans who voted in the Republican primary voted against Donald Trump. The point is they didn't have to. It didn't matter. He was going to win it anyway. But they made the effort to, to say, here's here's our middle finger to you. <laughs> so so hopefully that's just one of the many, many cracks in the walls uh, that we're going to see as we come down the stretch here. But, but getting back to candidates, uh, what's uh, what's your take? And I don't know, have you, how much of the debates have you watched or? I've I've watched uh, quite a bit of the debates, and what I haven't actually watched, I've listened to highlights uh, through various sources. Um, you know, I I will be the first one to admit my enamoration with Amy Klobuchar at first had a lot to do with the fact, well, she's from Minnesota. You're smitten. Also had uh, also had a lot to do with the fact that I've actually met and spoke to her. Oh, you have. Yes, I have. A uh, very, very charming woman, uh, and um, and knows her stuff. Really knows her stuff. But now going on as she's contend as she's continued, I've really kind of gotten to know who Amy Klobuchar really is, and I think that this is going to be a very important role for her if she was indeed elected president, and she. She is, as a politician, she has the respect of both Democrats and Republicans. She's been able to get things done in the Senate by working with the other, working with the part of the Republican Party that still has a couple of brain cells left. And what this country is going to need after we have completely flushed the little nuggets better known as Donald Trump, down the old crapper. Uh, What this country is going to need is going to need healing. This country is going to need that mother figure with the nice big bowl of chicken noodle soup to say, it's okay, it's going to get better. We will recover from this mess. And I think of all the candidates that are up there, uh, I think that she is best suited for that. So it's, 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 it's like a psychological thing. It's like, oh, you know, we went through this tor- turmoil of the last four years. Now we're just going to be able to take a deep breath. We have somebody that, of course, is going to have 
Democratic uh, left leanings. You know, she's not going to let Congress take, you know, blow apart Medicare and and Medicaid. And she's not going to let uh, things like that happen to this country. She's probably not going to bring us into a war with whatever uh, the latest uh, target du jour is. Uh, she is just going to kind of steady the ship. And I think that more than anything else, that this, that's what this country needs. Um, look. I love Bernie Sanders. I think that I, I love his policies. You know, health care has been my primary issue when it comes uh, to uh, when it comes to uh, uh, politics. Uh, health care has always been been my thing. And uh, it's on a personal level. I would love to see Medicare for all. Um, but I don't think. You have to remember, we have to look outside this as a Democrat. We have to realize we have to look outside of that shell that we're in and realize that there is another half of the country that, for whatever reason, does not believe the same things that we believe is what it is. Go figure. Uh, it's called it it's is, called free speech, freedom of opinion, freedom. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely, and as do you, I know, you respect people who have uh, varying opinions. I, I respect the people in the same way. Don't always agree with them, sometimes never agree with them, but it's, it's their right. But I think that, and going back to Amy, I think that she is going to be capable of saying, okay, this is this nightmare is over. We can go back to being a working democracy again. And that's probably the biggest. I, I wouldn't care if she was from. I wouldn't care if she was from Florida. If. Uh, <laughs> if it's okay. They've got Scott and Rubio. So. <laughs> um, no, I really think that. Uh, I, I still think that, to be honest with you, being realistic, I think she would be great vice presidential material at first because she just she doesn't seem to still have that national she's getting it she's she's gaining it slowly and uh, you know ever so slowly but she is gaining that little that momentum but i still don't think at the end of the day that she is going to have enough oomph if you will to actually get over the top to win the nomination I watched her last um, night on Real Time with Bill Maher. And, okay. Uh, uh, Maher was kind of, you know, teasing with her about about her surge. You know, and they had a nice little chat. And uh, I, I, while I don't disagree that we need, we need mom with the chicken soup to tell us everything's going to be all right, we, we certainly do need that. Uh, but I think more importantly, we need we need Uncle Bob with the bat to come in, uh, or Uncle Vito, I should say, with the bat to come in <laughs> and clean up the deadbeats that are now hanging around the stoops of the White House, the stairs of the White House. Uh, I think we need Mom and Dad uh, 
Now, when I say mom and dad, it could easily be Elizabeth Warren and Amy Klobuchar. You know, the, the roles are not gender specific, but we need exactly. some. But we're going to need somebody with a with a with a with a backbone made of steel, and with and with a a, a big bat and a broom, and get rid of all this garbage. Look, there's damage that has been done. It's going to take years, decades to undo. Uh, I personally, I would start buying stock in handcuff companies right now because I'll tell you what, I get a feeling on uh, Inauguration Day 2021, they're going to be locking a lot of people up. You know, uh, Ivanka and Jared's kids better start learning foreign languages because I don't think they'll be living in this country. I think th- I think they're all going to skedaddle. I mean, right now they've all got daddy's protection. But as soon as he sets foot back in New York, I don't think he ever sets foot back in New York, not as president. I think you're right. I don't think he sets foot back in New York once he's a, a civilian again. That's what I mean. Well, he'll never be an ordinary civilian. Because he'll always have, but I don't think he does mainly because the Southern District of New York is going to be waiting for him. They're waiting for him with handcuffs and uh, and a boatload of charges. Uh, and Republicans can sit there and cry all they want about, oh, this is unfair. And no, no, he brought this on. Okay, <laughs> you you all objectively objectively refuse to listen to what he really says. And I'm not talking about anything coded. He actually comes out. He has no filter. But anyway, I don't. I don't want to focus on him. We're focusing on candidates now. Uh, I, I. I will say. Well, I will say I like Pete a little bit right now. I'm more interested in what he's saying. I think he's got a tougher road to hoe. The I was watching NBC, the uh, MSNBC the night of the Iowa caucus because that went off so well. Uh, yeah. By the way, that should be the last Iowa caucus. Uh, it's pointless. Anyway, so mm-hmm. the, so they're, they're interviewing this one woman, and, you know, well, who are you going to caucus for? Uh, she says, Pete, you know, Mayor Pete. Okay, blah, blah, blah. And then somehow it comes up that, uh, you know, he's gay. He's married to a man. He's, and the woman was in shock. She says, I didn't know that. Nobody told me that. She says, well, I can't, I can't vote for him. I can't caucus for him now. Oh, and they, no. Are you and, kidding me? Well, no, no. There's video out there of this. And this woman just flat out, again, she's entitled to her opinion. But she just right there on the spot said, oh, he's gay? No, I can't possibly. Literally, I can't possibly do that. I'll, I'll go with somebody else. and she, but she was already registered with them. She actually couldn't take take it back because they had already been verified and good. And she was good. very, but she was very disappointed. And she's well, of course she'll never vote for him now, but he is yeah. he is going to face that. I understand he was voted two terms as mayor of South Bend. They got over it. Uh, I don't think it'll be a huge problem on the east and west coast. His problem's going to be in the in between. And, you know, that's a hump he's got to get over that nobody else has to. I'm not rooting for him. I'm not not rooting for him. But, uh, 
but you know, I I start thinking about all these candidates and and their their relative merits and all that, and I just can't help but think about a debate stage where Trump is just gonna go go you know look Pete may be clever and all that but he's not gonna be able to go toe to toe with Trump Bernie I don't might think so either. Bernie Bernie might I want to say I'd pay good money just to watch them two argue Trump and, and Bloomberg personally I mm-hmm. think Bloomberg should should take his money do something else with it or back somebody else. But then again, oh, Tom Steyer certainly should. Tom Steyer's got no chance of winning this. You know, again, yeah. seems seems like a pleasant fellow and all that. He needs to take his money. I was very sorry to see Andrew Yang uh, drop out. Drop. I think yeah. Yang, Yang was very promising. The followers he did have were very, very devoted to him. But he did. He couldn't get any new people. By the way, Yang voters, Bernie, Bernie Bros, Yang Gang. Don't be threatening people. Don't be. Your guy doesn't make it. That's it. Move on. Uh, vote. You know. Don't hurt other candidates. This is what exactly. happened the last time. This is why we're in the situation we're in right now. Because the mm-hmm. Bernie people. I've said this before. I've said this before I came out of the political closet. The Bernie people got so pouty and so teenage girl about this whole thing. It really turned things around. It really did. We'd be living in a much different country right now, not having to worry about all this silliness. Uh, We might be looking at real... Republicans that uh, another name that pops up from 2016 that I was considering John Kasich. Mm, I would yeah the governor of Ohio. I the governor of Ohio. Yeah, had it been him versus Hillary, I would I would have been seriously. I liked him. I liked him. I didn't agree with everything, but I liked him. I liked the way he spoke. I liked the way he handled himself. When it got down to the to the end, and it was just him and Trump, and uh, I forget who else was last, the final three, in the Republican side, but it was just you know, he just strictly ran out of money, and you know Trump's up there just spouting. If Trump hadn't been there, I I firmly believe John Kasich, if not president, he would have put a good showing up there. He certainly would have been mm-hmm. the Republican if he had a couple of more weeks. Uh, because people were just getting to know him nationally. And that's the kind of Republican that I could always see myself voting for. Yeah. You know, he's not a kook. He's not, you know, he's fiscally responsible, you know, responsible and all that. Again, nobody's perfect. Mm -hmm. None of them are. None of them are. Make no mistake about it. Uh, Do you think that this is a personal axe to grind when it comes to Bloomberg and Trump, oh yeah, think this goes oh yeah. goes beyond politics. Oh yeah, so. oh yeah. I I think that's it's a part of it. I don't think it's the whole thing. Look, Bloomberg has been you know he did twelve years as mayor. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think he re- of course he doesn't need to be president. He can have influence in many many ways. 
when you uh, mm. when you have seventy billion dollars or however many. Bi- He's got more billions than I do. I'll tell you that much. I'm still working on number Sha- one. I'm you and me and ha- half the country <laughs> combined. <laughs> he's definitely a one percenter. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm but he working- doesn't seem to act like a one percenter. So that's well, he's got I would, that going for him. Yeah, you know, there's public persona. Look, I'm working on my second billion dollars. I've given up on the first one. <laughs> between Mike Bloomberg, oh. and, between Mike Bloomberg and I, we got more money than most people. Exactly. <laughs> when you add up, <laughs> and your fifty dollars put us over, put you over the top. <laughs> right over, right over, baby. I, I, so, look, Bernie. Oh, I, I'm 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 of multiple minds about Bernie. I I just. Uh, I, I'm brushing off the He's, things. I'm brushing off the health issues. People talking about, oh, he had a heart attack. Big deal. I had a heart attack too. Go, f- you know. That, that's, yeah. Okay, I'm looking at it from the perspective of been there, done that. Uh, but well, I was worried. I was worried about Bernie's health before he had the procedure. You could always tell when somebody's talking and when somebody is. When they're giving a speech and they're literally sound like they're fighting to get that breath, and he definitely did. But he sounds now he sounds a million percent better. Well, sure, he's he's been treated. So, he's got the. Yeah. I, this goes back to John McCain. John McCain had physical ailments the likes of which he could he could have been his own wing in a hospital. But mm-hmm. I looked at it this way with him, and you know his age was an issue and. And all that. And I looked at all that. And I thought, well, okay. He'll have some of the best doctors in the world. And I can live with that. Mm-hmm. And then it then it became, well, who's his backup? Who's, who's number two? Well, and that... Mm-hmm. Because, look, as it turned out... Well, as it turned out, he would have survived two terms. Okay? Mm-hmm. But, of course, we don't know that at the time. And... Because of his age at the time, and I had to take all that into account. And for me, again, who's backing you up? Who's going to be there? You know, and if it turns out to be Bernie, well, I'll vote for him. If Bernie's the nominee, I'll vote for him anyway. Mm -hmm. But it's going to be, for a lot of people, it's going to be, you know, who's there to, you know, to, to, to catch, to pick up the ball and run if something happens. Just in case, yeah. That's what a vice president. I, I would job love is. to see. I would love to see. To be honest with you, I would love to see a Bernie, Amy, ticket. Uh yeah. I I you know I'm not ready to write Elizabeth Warren off yet. Uh yet. I like I I like the fire and brimstone that Elizabeth brings, especially for her age. You know, she's so funny because she doesn't have that big booming voice out there. But, you know, she she just but you could still sense the fire when she talks. And I do I do admire that. in her. She, she knows how to project and she knows, you know, she was a, a special ed teacher or something like that. And, you know, she yeah. really knows how to connect with people, uh, you know. Yeah, the whole Indian nonsense uh that's kind of hard to get past, but 
I, I can certainly see her. I would not be unhappy to see her dealing with foreign dignitaries. Mm-hmm. I can certainly, certainly see her handling herself on the world stage as opposed to this mm-hmm. buffoon. And remember, we got a lot of fence mending to do around the planet. Yeah. Lots of fence mending. You ain't mending. kidding there. I'm not whistling Dixie. I promise you I'm not. And mm-hmm. uh, who are we leaving out? Who have we left out? Well, let's see. There We mentioned Steyer briefly. We've mentioned Bloomberg briefly. Um, my biggest fear is, by the way, is, is Bloomberg is going to come into this and he is going to throw money upon money upon money. Now, the one thing I do admire about Bloomberg is, and if, of course, this could be BS. He could be just blowing a little smoke up our skirts. But uh, he has said that even if he isn't the nominee, he is going to commit some serious, uh, some serious change to get Trump out of office, regardless of who actually wins the nomination. Well, it's good to hear. So I, mean, I admire that. And that's, I admire that in him. That's what him and Tom Steyer should both be doing. They have the resources. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's pick our horse, okay? And now let's not have that person have to worry about money. Let's, exactly. That's, that's one of the single biggest problems that they all have at some point is the money issue. Okay? Mm-hmm. So let's, let's back our jockeys here. Okay, and let them focus on getting out there, getting their message out there, whatever it Mm -hmm. may be. And let's look, I've never been a fan of mudslinging. Okay, never. I think it's I think it's putrid. I think it's low down. I I don't think it it serves anybody in the long run. That being said, however, this time we don't have a choice. Because you know what's exactly. coming, you know what's coming from the uh, from Orange Julius. You know he's gonna. It's not even about digging stuff up. They don't dig stuff up. They just make stuff up. They're just gonna make crap up about people. So you need somebody mm-hmm. that can get in there and duke it out, and to have the money to start. You know, because people have to start being reminded. You're going to start seeing ads about people that Trump ripped off, workers that never got paid, people that said, well, go ahead, sue me. I love going to court. You know, uh, vendors who got paid pennies on the dollar. All these stories that came out in 2016, they were all out there. But people wanted to change, and they hated Hillary. Blah, blah, blah. Benghazi, emails. Exactly. Well, we don't have Benghazi in emails right now. We we have, and you know, just something just popped in my head. Uh oh. The 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 Republicans again, who are going to go on? Well, they're going to say things like, "Well, uh, you know, they tried to impeach him from the day he came down the escalator." No, nobody want. We didn't want him from the day he came down the escalator. Uh, sure, people are always going to throw words out there, but. Remember, the Republicans are sitting there saying things like, you can't impeach a president during his first time. Who says this? There's nothing in the Constitution about, you know, Ted Cruz is literally making up stuff, and he's a constitutional lawyer. 
He's a hey, you know who we're forgetting, don't you? Who? Sleepy Joe. Sleepy Joe. Papa Joe. I appreciate. He doesn't have a chance. No. I appreciate. Doesn't have a chance. That the fact that Biden came in here, and was willing to fight, but, uh, and I know it's going to be really difficult for him. To step out of the ring. Because. Trump's going to unleash on him. He's going to unleash on him anyway. Uh, what I, might... I find so hilarious is, is that Trump focused all of his research, resources, put in all of his chips, risked getting uh, removed from office. He did get impeached for it, but risked uh, getting removed from office simply to try to bring up something on Joe. And Joe's not even going to be the nominee. Yeah. I, I, I actually love that. Actually love that. You know, and the best he can do when it comes to say to Elizabeth Warren is is that oh she she claimed that she was she oh she's Pocahontas she claimed to be part Indian, you know, which apparently she she still is. But I mean, uh, you know, he really doesn't have anything really to go on when it comes to any of these other candidates. Well, when he's up in, fr- in front, I don't of, think. When he's up in front of the crowds, he doesn't. He doesn't seem to have the brain function to remember substantive things. Oh, he can remember the nicknames and and all that, you know. But he's not gonna. He's not gonna go. Well, I when 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 she uh, when she when 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 she co-signed this bill, that bill, the book. He's not gonna pick up that that stuff. No. Yeah, you know. So. Uh, hey, hey, Uncle Ed. Hey, John. I I hear something kind of sputtering and puttering in the background. Here. Oh, oh. Well, you know, we look. We had a nice chat. Uh, wait a second. What's that I hear? What's that? <laughs> right. Well, I, I hear the engine. I I hear it. It's right. kind of. Put, 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 put. I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. Just just the last thing on this, okay, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, kids and kittens, and I'm going to say this a lot. Not only be sure you're registered to vote, by the way, October 10th is the deadline for the general election, no matter what state you're in. But if you are registered, oh. if you are registered to oh. vote, if you are registered to vote, please verify that you are still registered to vote because the Republicans are out there playing games. Check monthly to make sure. Go to vote.org. Go to your state board of elections online. It's real easy to check. It really, really is. But they've been playing fast and loose with the election rolls. Please don't wait until mm-hmm. the last day. If you only think you're, you're you're registered, then just check. Double check. And especially when we get into September, double check again. September and October. Be sure. Mm-hmm. Be sure. Anyway. All right, I can hear. Uh, I hear. I see John turning the key to the machine. So, let's uh, let's fire this. Bad boy, I tell you, I gotta. Oh, I gotta check the oil on this. Hold on. <laughs> gotta... Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another exciting installment of Professor Shannon's Wayback Machine. A look ahead to what's happened in the past. Here's your host, Professor John Shannon.
Well, it's that time again. Is it? How's every do? But yeah, it is that time again. Well, well past delayed. That time. Delayed. Yeah. Well, we had to do something here because I'm sure that your old uncle Ed there still hasn't cleaned the dry milk out of the uh, of Radio TFI Gilchrist sippy cup for my championship here. So you know, I and I'm just gonna have to wait patient, folks. You're lucky I'm a patient man. I really am. I, I won't see that bastard until three years from now. Don't oh, yeah, I forgot. He won that week. He won that year. Don't forget, we need time for the XFL. <laughs> yeah, this is true. Go ahead. You know, do you re- do you realize that the XFL is it's, it's looking like it's actually made for gambling? Did you I, see the graphics that they put up? We'll talk about that after this. Let's do this. Okay. All right, let's do this. Okay, so we're covering from the 16th through the, looks like the 22nd here, as we uh, look ahead into the future. Look ahead into the past. Oh, did I do that again? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you did. You know, hey, if I couldn't frustrate you, my life would be incomplete. You sound like my okay, first so girlfriend. Yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> okay, starting out with Sunday, February 16th. Sunday, 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 Sunday! That's right. Where we acknowledge that uh, Fidel Castro became the premier of Cuba after dictator Batista was overthrown on January 1st. So, Fidel Castro was your man. February 16th, 1959. Hi, caramba. Uh, couple, of, couple of births to look for for February 16th. Uh, Sonny Bono. Uh, singer. Sonny and Cher. Did you, you know? love it. Did you know that Cher has a twin sister? No. Cher and Cher alike. Send your cards and letters to Queens, New York. <laughs> Zip code 11111. <laughs> uh, 1941. Uh, North Korean commander and politician, the second supreme leader of, of North Korea, Kim Jong-il, uh, born on the 16th. He also died in... 2011, when we got into the era of Kim Jong Un. Some dumb foot. Oh, I won't say it. And we actually have a live one here on the 16th as well. John McEnroe, uh, who turn will turn 61 on Sunday, February 16th. I'm older than John McEnroe. You are older than John McEnroe. Man. And John McEnroe is officially older than Dirt, so do the math. Yeah, yeah, well, that makes me Dirt's grandfather. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Monday, February 17th, we have birthdays. Uh, Buddy Ryan, uh, coach of, let's see, the e- who else did he coach besides the Eagles, do you know? He, he was the defensive coordinator for the Bears, the their big 85 season. Uh, he was with the oh. Eagles. I know he he went as a coordinator somewhere else. I don't remember where off the top of my head. 
uh, buddy Ryan left this world in 2016. And he punched somebody on the way out. <laughs> yeah, and no kidding. Uh, 1936, February 17th, uh, Jim Brown turns it turns uh, 84 years old. I did you the see legendary him at, James Brown? Uh, you're talking about the football player, Jim Brown. Right, yeah, right. Yeah, he. Uh, if you saw him at the Super Bowl, he was there. He's uh, finally slowed oh, down a bit. I, they were showing all the I just realized I said James Brown. Yeah. <laughs> I feel good. Oops. Yeah, well, he obviously still does. Oh, let's see. February 17th of uh, 1954, Rene Russo will turn or is going to be 66 years old this uh, this February uh, 17th. A charter, on Monday. A charter member of the Forever 25 Club. Yeah. Let's see. I haven't done this to you for a while. Uh, uh, February 17th, 1963, 57 years old for uh, Daniel Lawrence Whitney. I know this. Uh, oh, oh, oh. Uh, 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 Larry the Cable Guy. Very good. Thank you. Very good. Thank you. Get her done. Get her done. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Do you know that he was, and I, I didn't, I didn't combine the two. Remember, I told you I was, uh, I lived in Orlando for a little while. Yes. And there was a, there was a group that was known as Monsters of the Midway. Okay. Their local radio station in oh, Orlando. Oh yeah. I used to he, listen to them. And and uh, Larry the Cable Guy uh, had many roles on that yeah. uh, particular show. Yeah. Monsters of the Midway. So, 90 93.9 or 93.94.3? Anyway, I don't remember the dial. <laughs> I Okay. So let's move on to February 18th. Let's do that. Where um, we celebrate the birthday of a game show icon Bill Cullen. Bill Cullen. I loved Bill Cullen. Bill Cullen. Yeah. Uh yeah, he uh would have been a hundred years old had he uh, survived. Really? A few more turns around the sun. Yeah. Um, he passed away in 1990. Until somebody pointed out to me, I never noticed that you rarely saw him walk. That's a good point. Well, he he, yeah, had he was a, already behind the right. He was already behind his little whatever there. He had had polio or something, and he walked. I've seen him oh, walk. I didn't know. Oh, that. He, severe limp and all that. Yeah. Huh. Well, we commemorate his birthday on February 18th, on Tuesday. When I was a kid, it seemed like he hosted virtually every game show. And if he didn't host, he was one of the celebrity panel. That is correct. That is correct. He kept uh, himself busy. Oh, let's see. Who else do we have here? February 18th, George Kennedy. Uh... Great actor, great role actor, I think. Character actor is the cool hand Luke. Char oh, okay, character actor. Yeah, that makes sense. And every airplane uh, movie, he was the only person in every, every airplane movie. Very good. Thank you. Oh, let's see. Uh, let's see who else do we have here? By the way, uh, George Kennedy passed in uh, 2016. I had nothing to do with that. I'd say he had a good life. Yeah, this is true. He did good. Hey, you know this one actually. This one actually follows me on Twitter. No. Uh, 
1933, Yoko Ono. You wait a second. Wait a turn. second. Go ahead. Go ahead. I have Yoko Ono. It's, it's her. It's her official account. I've because you know I have two quasi celebrities that follow me on Twitter: Yoko Ono and MC Hammer. Don't hurt him, Hammer. Both of what? Them st- what? <laughs> what? This this was you're this just was at- well over ten years ago. Ten years three, ago when they started following three, me on Twitter. Three years we've been doing this show. We mention Twitter uh, in some way, shape, or form every week. Mm-hmm. We do tweets of the week. We do we pull entire posts off that. Not once, not once have you mentioned your celebrity following. Oh, Amy follows me too, by the way. I just thought I'd point that out. As long as we're getting into that, Amy follows me as well. Come on, hurry up. I want to talk about the XFL. (laughs) Okay. Uh, By the way, Yoko, if I didn't say, is 87 now. 1954 on February 18th. John Travolta. He will be 66 years old. What? Come, yeah, John Travolta. Older than you. Well, thank goodness for that. That's all I can say. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. February 18th, uh, Vanna White will be celebrating her uh, 63rd birthday, born in 1957. And looking good doing it, too. Have you seen that woman lately? Oh, my God. God bless her. I have. God I sure have. Uh, we do have one death to uh, report about here. Uh, let's see. Dale Earnhardt. This was the day, now he, if I'm not mistaken, I've forgotten because this happened uh, 19 years ago, but uh, he actually died from a a crash, did he he not? Yes, Daytona 500. Oh, he died Daytona 500. Oh, yes. Oh, Oh, yes. Oh, so, ah, he lived a pretty good life himself, I'd have to say. Yeah, I want you at my funeral. Eh, just blow off the fact that he's dead. Who cares? Well, what are you gonna? What are you gonna do? You gonna dwell on the? Uh, how long are you gonna spend dwelling on how he died? Oh, let's dwell on it. how he lived his life. Uh, Come on, man. Hey, man, you've never been dead, okay? So let's. That's yeah. my territory. Okay, but you're and you're alive to talk about it. I know. Spoiler alert! I got over it. <laughs> okay, February nineteenth. Uh, let's see. The only one I could come up with uh, is uh, turning 61 uh, this year, Roger Goodell. What? I'm, I'm older than, than the commissioner of football? You are older than the commercial the, the uh, commissioner of football. Yes, you are. Something's wrong here. Something is horribly, horribly wrong. <laughs> oh, shall we go on to February 20th? I'm... I'm I'm petrified to go on to February 20th. Well, we're doing so anyways. Uh, (laughs) Born in 1906. (laughs) See if you remember this name, Gail Gordon. Sure, he played, uh, he he was uh, uh, many, many shows with uh, Lucille Ball. 
The Lucy Show. Uh-huh. Yeah, Gail Gordon, sure. The Lucy Show. Sure. He, he uh, Gail Gordon left this world in 1995. I didn't realize it was... Uh, I didn't realize he had gotten to be that old. To tell he you did. the truth, he nobody that, really mentioned. He was old when I was young. Yeah, I, I don't remember much pomp and circumstance when Gail Gordon passed away. Well, to tell you not, the truth. not everybody gets the state funeral. You know, it's well, this is true. And now a few uh, individuals that are still alive. Uh, February twentieth. Uh, yeah, <laughs> February twentieth. Sydney forty-eight. Will turn 93 years old. One of the greatest actors of our or any time. Our time or any time. Here's they, one for you. They call me uh, Mr. Tibbs. Yes. Yes, indeed. The Sir with Love. Oh, let's see here. Turning 71 years old on February 20th, Ivana Trump. Ah. Now, this is the second wife, if I'm not mistaken, right? It's the first wife. Is it the first wife? She's the one that spawned uh, uh, Don Jr., Eric, and Ivanka. And apparently, Ivanka's actual name is Ivana, but Ivanka is the whatever nationality she is. Uh, That's like the pet name. Czech American. Yeah, Czech. That's the Czech. It's like Junior. Ivanka is Junior of Ivana. I just read that about a month or so yeah. ago. I see. Now I'm glad I brought that one up. We got that fact out. Woo! Turning uh, 66 years old on February 20th is Patty Hearst. Really? Mm-hmm. She's older than you. <laughs> she ought to be in prison somewhere. She ought to still be I in prison. I think she got released. Yeah, she did. She got released. She should still be in prison. Wonder if it had a little something to do with who, uh, uh, of whose family she belonged to. Oh, you mean pretty much denounced them? You mean the Hearst Corporation? Nah. Yeah. Nah. And last but no, yeah, last but not least, here for births on the twentieth, uh, uh, the Round Mound of Sound. Charles Barkley will turn fifty-seven <laughs> years old. God, I'm significantly older than him. Yes, you are. <laughs> Got one death to uh, commute or to uh, talk about for uh, February 20th, and that would be Kurt Kurt Gowdy, who passed away in 2006. Ah, the American sportsman. Yes. Great, great, great play-by-play voice. Oh yeah, great Football. play-by-play voice. He was he was one of the he did the first Super Bowl for NBC. Speaking of football, yes, let's leave a couple of minutes here for the XFL. We're running out of time. Speed okay, it up. We'll get there. We'll get there. I promise. Okay, we're going on now to the 21st, uh, where we're commemorating a couple different events. Uh, Malcolm X assassinated while giving a talk at the Audubon Ballroom in Harlem. I had nothing to do with that. You didn't? Nope. Uh, 1975... Uh, Marked the day that uh, former United States General John Mitchell and former White House aides H.R. Haldeman and John Ehrlichman are sentenced to prison. Pay attention, current White House staffers. Yes. Take me to jail. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 
Uh, birthdays, uh, Kelsey Grammer will turn 65 years old on the 21st. Congratulations. Yes. A couple of deaths to talk about in uh, for February 21st. It uh, wasn't all that long ago, uh, 2018, where we lost uh, uh, Billy Graham. Move on. I, I got nothing to say about oh, Billy okay. Graham. That's going to be good. Okay. And I want to talk about the XFL. Okay. Uh, 2019, year ago or so, uh, Peter Tork from the Monkees passed that, away. That was sad, and normally I'd go on about the Monkees. Move on to the 22nd. Let's... Okay, going on twenty second, a couple of uh, events. Uh, this one I had never heard of, but I found interesting. Samuel Bike at DYCK attempts to hijack a, an air, aircraft at Baltimore Washington International with the intention of crashing it into the White House to assassinate Richard Nixon. <sighs> but oh. yeah, go, ahead. go, 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 oh, go, oh. man, go. Damn, road rage. Uh, 1980, of course, the miracle on ice. Yes, it was, the United it was great. United States hockey team divide, defeated the Soviet Union 4-3. to three. Okay, a few bursts to talk about. USA, USA, USA. Wasn't a gold medal game, by the way. Yeah, no, it wasn't. Who was it? Finland they beat for the Finland yeah. gold? Moving on. Come okay. on. We, we only got All a couple right, minutes. Uh, 19, oh, okay, going to births, uh, Robert Young, uh, he's, he's dead. passed away in 1998, uh, Don Pardo, uh, was uh, born in 1918, he's also dead, 2014. This is Don Pardo uh, Ted Kennedy. Not doing so Ted well. Ted Kennedy. Not doing so well. Ted Kennedy. By the way, it took uh, a long time. It, it took a long time for the Grim Reaper to catch up to Ted Kennedy, and believe me, he ducked on him a couple of times. All right, John, let's uh, uh say goodbye. One last one. One last one. Spark Sparky Anderson. Uh baseball player manager, born nineteen thirty-four. He passed away in twenty ten. You're out! And you're not even gonna let Oh my god. And you're not even going to let me go into the song here real quick. Not even close. Not even close. Oh, I tell you. This is the last time I let you carry over into my song. All right. All right. We're done. We're done with Wayback Machine. Okay. Because I also got to set up for the end of the show. So I've been waiting for you to finish. So anyway, let's talk about the XFL. Since we're not, clearly we're not doing points this week because we ain't got time anyway. But uh, I watched all four games last week. And I got to tell you. You did. Well, I watched portions of them. Uh, and I got to tell you, what I liked was there were no gimmicks. I liked some of the rule tweaks. I find the kickoff mm -hmm. interesting. I like the idea on the point after. Not just a, you know, a chip shot kick. You've got one, two, three points, your options. Uh, one point from uh, two yards, two points from five yards, and three points from ten yards. Uh, I, I like that idea. I really do. I think it uh, it cleans in. There's no bizarre rules like there were in the original version of the XFL. The talent is, you know, it'll come over time. There were a lot of drop passes and, a, you know. But overall, uh, I'll probably watch at, at least parts of one game today. Maybe tomorrow, depending. 
You know, I don't think I won't stop I my world, but. I, I got to tell you, the one thing that I took away from it, and this was just in the one game that I watched, I watched a full half of it. The tackling, it looked like they were playing in the Pro Bowl. Well, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna speak up for them there. They only had one full contact practice. Okay, they had all eight teams okay. in in Houston, and they had you know pads on practices and all that. But they only had one full contact practice coming into this. So okay, you know I'm willing to give them a couple of weeks to kind of you know kind of work the kinks out of that. The league is not perfect. The games were not perfect. The teams were not perfect. But I think for what it is, I like it so far. And you brought up the gambling concept of it. Oh, yeah. They're, they're, every time uh, when they're showing the score, you're seeing the over-under and who's favored. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm on the uh, XFL website right now, and there's there's a whole thing for gambling. Uh, you know, uh, and now again, I liked it. Uh, let's see, who do we got playing today? I, let's see, just quickly. The first game, the very first game was Seattle at DC. Uh, that was a bit of a nail biter early and, and then DC kind of walked away with it. Uh, who else was there? And there were two. I wouldn't call them blowouts. Uh, the the New York Tampa was twenty three to three. Uh, I didn't watch a lot of that game. Uh, I kind of dozed off on Sunday. But uh, you know, again, it wasn't all blowouts like you might expect. Look, it's first game, first day of a brand new league, and uh, I think so. The stadiums were about a quarter full, quarter to maybe a half right uh, full for these games. Do you think they'll come even that close this time around? I don't know, but I, what what I liked was the fact that they didn't paper the stadiums. By that I mean they didn't give away all the seats just so the stadium would be full. I'm sure they gave away a fair amount of yeah. tickets, but you you know you didn't. Uh, I think they've got themselves in a situation where they're going to give this some time, let it catch on. Uh, they're not trying to compete with the NFL. They're working with no. the NFL. They look. They've they've learned. It appears they're learning from all the mistakes in the past. The USFL. There was one owner of the old New York, New Jersey Generals who just wanted to be part of the NFL so bad. He he took them to court and won three dollars. Who would that yeah. be? Was who it three dollars? I thought it was a dollar. It was a dollar, but because in uh, your, your damages are tripled, so it's three dollars. They've oh. They've never cashed the check. Never. Oh, let's see. Who would that be? Who would that be? I wonder who that. Yeah. You ever heard of them? You ever heard of those Trump people? No, no. I don't wonder what I've ever heard of them. I guess it's time. It's time. That music can only mean one thing. It can mean many things. I got to go take a nap. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So for that. From Egan, Minnesota, in the Northern Command Studio, I'm John Shannon. Adios. See ya!
The proceeding was a live presentation of Radio TFI. Now, back to the music. <laughs> 